All right, we've been doing a study. Somebody asked me the difference between the blood of man and the blood of Jesus Christ. Of course, that sent me off on this, this uh, study of the history of the blood. We did part one, and then last Wednesday we did part two, which was about the virgin birth and uh, the importance of the virgin birth, and that Jesus' blood is God's blood. And Jesus' blood is, uh, Jesus talks about the blood as, uh, as all righteous blood upon this generation, and it was on for 2,000 years on the Jews, on that generation. Uh, and he talks about drinking my blood, which of course was a type of the Holy Spirit, a type of, uh, of the, the blood being salvation for us, and that, that what we call in the Lord's Supper the wine, the grape juice, the new wine, grape juice. He's, he's referring to that, and it's talking about spiritual things. And then we went into the blood of a New Testament, and that there, for a will to go into effect, somebody has to die, somebody's blood has to be shed, has to be a death of a testator. And uh, Christ says, for this is my blood of the New Testament. And then we found out that Jesus' blood is innocent. That's the testimony of Judas himself, that Jesus' blood was innocent, and that the testimony of Pilate was that he had, I am innocent of the blood of this just person. We found out also that Jesus' blood is God's blood, which is, we, we knew that, but we affirmed it again in Acts 20, 28. And then we found out lastly, last Wednesday, that Jesus' blood is precious. And oh man, is it ever precious. So this evening, we're going to continue number four, part four of this, of Jesus' blood at work. This is what Jesus' blood does for you. And that's where we're going to start. We're going to be there in Romans chapter five, verse nine. Romans chapter 5, verse 9, Much more than being now justified by His blood, we shall be saved from wrath through Him. Amen. Let's go, Lord, in prayer. Dear Heavenly Father, I just come to you humbly. In the precious name of Jesus Christ, Father, I do pray, Father, Your Holy Spirit will lead God and direct us this evening, Lord, in Your Word. And Father, I pray a blessing on these people who come out this evening, Lord, to hear from You, Lord, to read Your book, to study it, Lord, to get to know You, Lord. Help us in Your walk. Help us in our walk with you, Lord Jesus. And I pray, Lord, that you'll cover us in your blood, Lord. It'd be a blood-sprinkled way, Lord, as we walk with you. And I thank you, Father, for these, these words in your book, Lord God. And I do thank you for your blood. Thank you for the salvation we have in your blood. And I'm praying all this in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. So right there says, and we're going to start out, what does Jesus Christ's blood do? The work of the blood. This is, what, this is where we can get excited about this stuff. Because it says, Jesus' blood at work, it justifies you. Romans chapter 5, verse 9, much more than being now justified by His blood, we shall be saved from wrath. What wrath? Well, the wrath of hell. Through Him, through Jesus Christ, we're saved from the wrath of, the wrath of hell that God has on us because of our sin, and we're justified how? By His blood. What does justified mean? Justified is a legal term, and justified is, a, is an interesting term because justified means that God takes your, your sin and puts it on Jesus Christ on the cross, and He takes Jesus Christ's righteousness and puts it on you. Justified. And you'll hear some preachers say, and it's a good saying, justified, just if I'd never sinned. And what, what, what they're trying to say is, and what that really means is simply this, it's more than a pardon. Like if you were in jail because of your sin and the governor gave you a pardon, you came out, you had done that sin... But you come out from that prison saying, okay, I'm free, even though I was a sinner. I'm free. I don't have to serve any more time anymore. This word is a lot more powerful than that. Legally speaking, this word means you never did it. 
Christ righteousness put on you. So when, Christ, when God looks down from heaven, He sees, the, sees Jesus Christ. He doesn't see you anymore. You're on the cross. Jesus Christ is on you. And all His righteousness is on you. He took your sin on the cross and God puts His, His righteousness, righteousness of Christ on you. That's what justification means. And it says you're justified by His blood. Not just His death. It's got to be the blood. It's not by His works. It's not by Jesus' teachings. It's not by Jesus' walk on this earth. It's not by Jesus' uh, healing. Anything you can think of that Jesus did, it's that one act that He did on the cross when He shed His blood. That's how you're justified. And that's an amazing thing. That's a wonderful thing, to be justified by His blood. Now notice, though, look up at verse 1, chapter 5, verse 1. What does that verse say? Therefore, being justified by faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. Now, verse 1 says we're justified by faith. Verse 9 says we're justified by His blood. Now, which is it? It gets even worse, brothers and sisters. Look at chapter 3, verse 24. Look at chapter 3, verse 24. Being justified freely by His grace through the redemption that is in Christ Jesus. Okay, so verse 24 of chapter 3 says you're justified by His grace. Chapter 5, 1 says you're justified by faith. And then chapter 5... Verse 9 says you're justified by His blood. What, is, what does all that mean? Explain that, brother. Well, let me try to explain it to you. So you got God up here. So we just read in Romans chapter 3, verse 24, that you're justified by what? By grace, right? By grace. So what that is, is that's God. You're justified by grace. That's God's God towards you. That's God's work towards you. That's grace. God's work towards you is that grace. You're justified by grace. But down here, we're going to put this cross right here. And on this cross, we're going to put some blood. All right? Because what does Romans chapter 5, verse 9 say? We're justified by what? By His blood. So we're going to put 5, verse 9. Sorry. Not verse 9. We're justified by His blood. And then we see in uh, verse 1, it says we're justified by His faith, right? Let me turn this down. We're justified by His faith. We're justified by our faith. Therefore, being justified by faith, that would be our faith. Therefore, being justified by faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. So let me, let me erase this here so y'all can see a little better. So what you got going on here is this. And I'm going to try to draw this guy the best way I can. Y'all try not to laugh. This is just a stick figure. This guy's been on, this guy's been on a pretty strict, low-carb diet. It's pretty thin. But uh, <clears throat> that's, So you got Romans chapter 3, verse 24 says it's by, you're justified by grace. 5, 9 says it's by the blood. 5.1 says it's by faith. So what it is, what God's showing you there, it's an operation. It's an operation. It's your faith. It's your faith in Jesus Christ. And what God's using is that blood 
is the instrument that God uses to save you, to justify you. You put your faith in that precious blood of Jesus Christ, and that's the instrument God uses to get His grace down to you, that you so you can be justified. You're justified by God's grace. Jesus Christ's blood is the instrument, and it's your faith that you put into that. You will never find that you're justified by baptism. Nowhere in your Bible. Nowhere in your Bible. You'll never find what says you're justified by water, by water baptism, by any of that. You'll never find that in your Bible. You're justified by grace, through faith, and it's the blood of Jesus Christ that allows that to happen. That's what the blood of Jesus Christ does for you. But what happens is you, you're living in a world now where you're living in a world where people want to do it their way, right? Right? They want to do it their way. So what do they do? Well, they want to, they want to put their faith in that, right? They want to put their faith in money. They want to put their faith in, uh, in Mary. And I'm going to draw, this is my best Mary I can draw here. But uh, that's about as good a Catholic statue as I can draw of Mary. But that's what they're, they'll put their faith in Mary. People want to put their faith in works. They put their faith in the world. Why doesn't, I can go to God in many ways. Not according to the Word of God. Not according to the Word of God. Your faith in money doesn't allow God to access, you don't have access to that grace because you're not putting your faith in the instrument that gets you that justification. A justification is only found in the blood of Jesus Christ. That's it. You're only justified by that blood. It's your faith in that blood. It's, your, it's that grace that God sends your way. So in the world, they put their faith in these different things. Whatever you're putting your faith in, God's grace can't reach you. But what they'll do is they'll put their, they'll put their faith in this thing up here. And it's a straw man God. And I'm going to try to draw him up here. This, it's a straw man God that they put in. They put their faith in the straw man God. And this God, he's, he's a God of love. So in their mind, they're going to they're put their faith in one of these certain things or some other religion. And they're thinking God, because they put their faith in something, just because they put their faith in something, God's going to give them access with grace and then they'll be able to enter God's grace in heaven because they're, going, they're putting their faith in one of these things and, you know, God's love. That's just how God works. Well, guys, that's not what the Bible teaches. What the Bible teaches is that Jesus Christ is very, very special. He is born of a virgin. And since he's born of a virgin, he has Je Jesus has God's blood. And since he has God's blood, when that blood was shed on the cross, that blood allows God to justify you when you put your faith into that. So when men, try, men or women try to go around God's, God's work and start putting their faith in money or in idolatry or in works or in the world and religion and science, whatever it might be, and they think, well, God's a God of love. Well, that's all great. You're right. God is a God of love. God does love. But you're going to find that love in one place. Is at the cross. That's it. That's it. You know, if you get a shot, it's like, it's like a disease. And somebody says, if you'll get this shot, you'll be cured. But that shot has got to have the right medicine in it, right? 
So if you go to the doctor and say, well, give me the shot that's going to cure me, and he gives you a shot of vitamin B or vitamin C or vitamin D or penicillin, and it's not the right stuff, yeah, you got the shot, but you don't have the right instrument. It don't have the right ingredients. It doesn't have what's going to cure you. The blood of Jesus Christ is what justifies you. That's the only thing that can have that shot. Yeah, God's love's there, but it's only found there at the, at the cross. So you're... You, you, so it's God's grace towards us, our faith towards Jesus Christ, and that blood is so important because it's that blood that justifies you. Romans chapter 5, verse 9. Much more than being now justified by his blood, we shall be saved from wrath through Muhammad. No. Through our works. No. Through our, through our faith. No, it's our, it's, we're saved from wrath through Him, through Jesus Christ. Guys, that's why some of these Bible verses are so wicked because they're so subtle. And remember, the devil is the most subtle beast. The devil is so subtle. You'll read this where it'll say, just believe. And your Bible will say, believe in Jesus Christ or believe on Christ. And it'll say, just believe. Believe what? They're leaving out the, they're leaving out the main ingredient. Uh, there's a good radio station in Brownville called 91.7. They tend to have some good gospel singing on there. It drives me absolutely bonkers when I get on there and they're saying, bringing, bringing him to a lost and dying world, bringing him. And they will not mention Christ. They will not mention Jesus Christ. They will not mention Jesus or Christ. It's bringing him, bringing him, bringing who? Believe in What? Why are you so quick to get rid of the main ingredient? It's the blood. It's the blood. It's the blood. It's the blood of Jesus Christ. Therefore, being justified by faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. Look at verse 8. But God commended His love toward us in that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. He doesn't die while you're doing good works. He doesn't die while you're righteous. Christ dies while you, while you are unrighteous. Look at verse 10. For if when we were enemies, we were reconciled to God by the death of His Son, much more being reconciled, we shall be saved by His life. We were enemies with God. We're, we're, we're unrighteous. So it's that blood. It's that blood, brothers and sisters. I cannot say it enough. You've got to have the blood of Jesus Christ. And trying to cut it out through religion or any other way, you're not going to get... You're not going to get there. It's a straw man God. And what I mean by a straw man God is you're, you're creating God in an image you want Him to be in. And you want God to accept you exactly where you are. And the only way God's going to accept you is at the cross. That's the only place to go. For God so loved the world that He gave His only begotten Son. Where did He give His only begotten Son? At the cross. Because Christ said, if the Son of Man will be lifted up, all men, He'll draw all men to Him. Like the serpent was, the serpent was lifted up in the wilderness. So shall the Son of Man be lifted up. That's that's what he's talking about. Lifted up on the cross. It's the blood. It's all about the blood. It's always going to be about the blood. And when you get to Revelation, it's nothing but the blood of Jesus Christ. We're washed by the blood. We're saved by the blood. We're singing songs about the blood. We're not singing songs about oh he healed a hundred people. He did this. No, it's all. Well, no, they're in Revelation. They're singing songs about that blood right there. So the devil tries to get people away from that. Anything, church, 
religion, anything, works, baptism, money, the world, science, anything but Jesus Christ's blood. Anything but that. It justifies us. And justified is an amazing term. I cannot stress it enough that if you were pardoned, you would just walk out of a prison, but you still have that record on you. Guys, when you get to heaven, there's no account that you ever sinned. You got the righteousness of Jesus Christ on you. That's an, it's an incredible thing to think about. And, you, and that's why people say, well, once you're saved, you can fall from grace and you do that. No, because once you're saved, you're in Jesus Christ. You got his righteousness. It's done with. The only sins you have to count for is between you and a father. That's it. As far as going, as far as going to hell, those have been took care of at the cross. That's what justifies. It's that blood. Well, that's not, that's not fair. That doesn't make any sense. It might not make sense to you in your mind, but you want to talk about God's love? That's where it's at right there. That's God's love right on the cross. It doesn't make any sense to us because we're like... Well, if we, we, if we sin, then we should fall. If we do something else, we should fall. No, God, that blood is so powerful that when God uses it, it cleanses you forever. Amen. That's how you're getting into heaven, brother. You're not getting into heaven because you got saved and started acting better. Hope you got that, right? I mean, your bro brothers, y'all's wives and husbands are here. Sisters, your husbands, they tell us, you know, you're getting saved because of that blood right there. And you put your faith in that blood and God's grace is able to access you because it's only through that blood you're going to get God's grace access to you to get that righteousness and to get that justification. If you go any other way, you're going the wrong way. And I'm here to tell you tonight, according to this Bible, if you're going any other way but the blood of Jesus Christ, you're doomed and damned to a devil's hell. Doomed and damned to a devil's hell. So what happens is people put their faith in that. Whatever it is up in the world that the devil's got for them, he fools them. He loves it. That's why you have so many different religions. You have so many different denominations. You have so many different faiths. Because the devil's working to put all any kind of faith. And in, in, in some of these faiths and some of these religions, brothers and sisters, they get this close. To Jesus Christ. They do everything but get the blood. That's why it's so scary and dangerous. Because you turn on the TV. What do you see a lot of those pastors on TV doing? Or what are they preaching? Are they preaching the blood of Jesus Christ? Or are they preaching this right here? Blessings and prosperities and God's blessings on you because God's love and God nothing but loves you and God wants to bless you and bless you this, that, and that. So you have, you have these people that are putting their faith in this. And God says, just put it in the blood. Man, that devil's subtle. The devil's very, very subtle. It should anger you. But you're justified by that blood. Praise God. For that. Ephesians chapter 1, let's move along. I'm, a, I'm hammering that so much. I just love that, but some people get confused about it. Ephesians chapter 1, verse 7. Let's see what else this, this blood does for you. Let's see what else this blood does for you. The blood of Jesus Christ is powerful. The blood of Jesus Christ will justify you. That's an amazing, 
That's an amazing, uh, if you don't understand how amazing a legal term justification is, go home and just Google it up, read it up, get a dictionary, find out what justified means. Guys, it will, it will shock you that God can do that with the blood of His Son, Jesus Christ. But He can, and He will, and He does through that blood. And it's nothing else. It's not by baptism. It's not by going to church. The only way you get that justification is through the blood. Look at ver Ephesians chapter 1, verse 7. In whom we have redemption through His blood, the forgiveness of sins according to the riches, the riches of His grace. Amen. There's that grace mentioned again. So the blood of Jesus Christ, it redeems you. You're redeemed. Now what does redeem mean? The redemption means buying something back that used to belong to you. We use it all the time in American culture as a pawn shop. Hawking something. We say hawking it off. Yeah, I went and hawked my gun. I got it at the pawn shop because I needed to pay my electricity bill because it's $500. So I went and hawked off my gun. They gave me $100 for it. And they say, if I, you know, I have to bring it back. So I got a ticket. You come back with a ticket. You say, hey, that gun belongs to me. I'm buying it back. Guys, you belong to God. You were created by God. And Adam sold you off to the devil through sin. You're sold off. So what Jesus Christ does with this blood now, it says here, not only does that blood justify you, that blood redeems you. By that blood, God's now able to purchase you back from the devil. He takes that, he takes that blood and it redeems you. In whom we have redemption, how? Through His blood. It's not through Jesus Christ's works. It's not through Jesus Christ's healing, through His words, through His teachings. All those things are wonderful. But it's the blood that's going to redeem you. This goes back to the Exodus story. Turn to Colossians chapter 1. Turn to, keep on turning to the right to Colossians chapter 1. This goes back to the, uh, to the Exodus story. Colossians chapter 1 verse 14. Let's read it again. In whom we have redemption through His blood, even the forgiveness of sins. Amen, amen. Redeemed by the blood. Redeemed through the blood, in whom we have redemption through His blood, even the forgiveness of sins. This goes back to the Exodus story. Remember when God told them to take that lamb? If they would have took that lamb and killed that lamb and hung that lamb up on that door, it would have done them no good. They could have took that lamb and cut that lamb into three pieces and hung that lamb up on that door. Took the head and hung up the head above the door, put the two legs on. They could have done all that. It would have done them no good. Brothers and sisters, they could have took one of their own kids and killed one of their own kids and put that kid's blood up on that door and it would have done them no good. God wanted the blood of a lamb. It's got to be a specific blood. It had to be the blood of a lamb. And it's got, remember what, was, what they said about the blood? It had to be, you, how, many, how many strikes did it have? He said put it on the doorpost, on the two doorposts and on the mantle like this. Right? You remember that? Take the blood. You got the Father, the Son, the Holy Spirit. You got Peter, James, John, Mary, Martha, Lazarus. You got holy, 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 Lord God Almighty, who was, who is, who is to come. It just goes on and on and on and on. That trinity in there. It's a trinity. And it's the blood. It's the blood. It justifies us. It redeems us. It's that blood. And we're bought back. 
So now when Jesus Christ sheds his blood, he can go to the devil and say, hey, Keegan belongs to me, I'm buying him back. He put his faith in me, now I've got the purchase price, the price is the blood, righteous blood, is innocent blood, I'm buying him back because he belongs to me. He redeemed you. That means he owns you. That's why we are servants of Christ. He owns you now, right? He owns you. He's the best boss you can ever have, so don't worry about that. Oh, I don't want no master. I don't want, anybody, I don't want to be a slave to anybody. This sentence, this sentence, we're talk, talking about being a slave. We're talking about serving somebody who died for you, who purchased you and redeemed you. Look at Ephes- Go back to Ephesians chapter 2. Ephesians chapter 2, verse 13. He justifies us with that blood. He redeems us with that blood. In Ephesians chapter 2, verse 13. Look at Ephesians chapter 2, verse 13. But now in Christ Jesus, ye who sometimes were far off are made nigh by the blood of Christ. That blood allows you to draw near to God. That blood of Jesus Christ allows you to draw near to God. You know how incredible that is, guys? <laughs> what if I was to tell you that one of the most wealthy men in America, Jesus, pick, I don't care who it is in your mind, just pick, some, pick somebody, think of somebody in your mind right now that you would like to meet. I don't care if it's a sports star, you, I don't care, movie star, it don't matter who it is. And just think about it. If there's something you say, hey, if you have this, they'll let you near him. All you got to do is have it. If it's a ticket, whatever it is, you just, you have it, and, and they have all the security guards, all the bodyguards, all the, and then you show up there and you just say, hey, look, I got this little ticket right here. And they say, oh, oh, you got that? Come on in. He'll see you. He'll talk to you. And they just bring you on in, and you get to go in, and you get to sit with them and talk to them. That's what the blood of Jesus Christ does. You got the angels, you got the seraphims, you got the lightning, you got the thunder from the throne, and because of the blood of Jesus Christ, now you can draw near to that. It's special. The blood of Jesus Christ is very, very special, guys. That's why we sing about it. That's why, all the, the, that's why our hymnals are full of songs about the blood of Jesus Christ. Okay, go to Colossians chapter 1. Colossians chapter 1. Go back to Colossians chapter 1, verse 20. So it it redeems us. It justifies us. It draws us near. And then here now we're on, we're on letter D. It makes peace. Colossians chapter 1 verse 20. And having made peace through the blood of his cross, by him to reconcile all things unto himself, by him I say whether they be things in earth or things in heaven. It says there at the beginning of verse 20, And having made peace through the blood of his cross. You got peace with God now because of Jesus Christ. You not only have peace of God, you have the peace with God. God's no longer your enemy because of the blood of Jesus Christ. It makes peace with us and God. See, what people don't understand about this God that they worship, that God, that wrath is on you. The wrath of God is on you. Did that not what, is that not what we read in Romans, Romans chapter 5, verse 9? He saved us from the wrath, right? Is that not what it said in Romans chapter 5, verse 9? We're saved from the wrath? Much more than being now justified by His blood, we shall be saved from wrath through Him. 
What the sinner doesn't understand is, and this is a concept the Catholic Church invented, it was by the devil, was that we're all children of God. That's a lie. We're not all children of God. That's a lie straight out of the very deepest pits of hell. We are not all children of God. The only children of God walking on this earth right now are those that are born again into the family of God. That's it. When you're not a Christian, when you're not a born-again believer, when you pray to God, you're praying to God. A God that's got His wrath on you because you're a sinner. When you're a Christian, how do you pray to God? As a father, right? Isn't that what Christ taught us? Our Heavenly Father. When you go to the Father, when you pray to the Father. Now He's a Father. He's not, he's not a God that's going to judge you. He's a Father, a Heavenly Father. And what that's what... These lost people don't understand. They think we're all children of God. No, we're not all children of God. Now, we're all creations of God. We might be created in His image, but we're not His children. Big difference. And what the blood of Jesus Christ does for you is it allows God to have peace with you. Everything's okay. It makes everything okay. You know what? That's a good place to stop. That's a good place to stop right there. And we'll, we'll finish off next Wednesday. On the blood, because I don't want to wear you guys out. I know a lot of y'all been working all day long. Y'all have jobs, and appreciate y'all coming in here. But guys, I can't stress to you enough, it's all about the blood of Jesus Christ. And if you ever have trouble in your life, I don't care what kind of trouble. If it's financial, health trouble, emotional trouble, I don't care what kind of trouble it is. When you go to pray and you want some serious prayers answered, you need to get down on your knees. You need to plead the precious blood of Jesus Christ. That's the key. That's the key in your prayer. Because when you say, Lord Jesus, I'm come to you, I'm pleading your precious blood. If you have the devil attacking, me, attacking you, that's when you start praying, Lord Jesus, cover me in the precious blood of Jesus. Please cover me in your precious blood. Please cover me in your precious blood. The way I pray for Brother Ronnie and Sister Mona, and I've told them some of this, but the way I pray for y'all guys, I'll pray. And Brother Cornelius, I'll say, Lord Jesus, just one drop one drop of your blood, Lord, is all they would need to be healed like that. Just one drop. I'm not asking for the whole blood. Just a little speck is all we need to heal them up. That's how I pray. I plead the blood because the blood is very, very, very important to God. And you see, you've seen it. You're seeing how it's working out that that blood, God's using that blood to do so much for mankind. And if you see, you see the new church, the way churches are going, they're getting away from this blood. They're getting more and more. You, the songs get away from the blood. The new songs don't sing about the blood. They hardly even mention Jesus. <laughs> they don't even mention Jesus, much less his blood. Guys, well, that's what we need to get back to. We need to get back to the blood. Because that's how we're going to get that grace is through the blood of Jesus Christ. And it's only going to get better. We're going to keep on going. Heavenly Father, Lord, I thank you for these people, Lord, that love you. Father, I pray you bless them, Lord God. There's some of them here, Lord God, I know been working all day, Lord God, and they're tired, they're wore out, Lord, but they love you enough to try to come in here and learn something from you, Father. And I pray, Lord, that your Bible was preached and opened up, Lord. I pray, Father, you, through your Holy Spirit, we understand it. And Father, I pray, Lord, and I plead the precious blood of Jesus Christ, Lord God, on your believers here, Lord God, that we might grow in grace and knowledge, and Lord, we might understand you more and we might uh, be better witnesses and ambassadors for you, Lord Jesus. And I thank you, Father. In Jesus Christ's holy name I pray. Amen. 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 We'll stop there, guys.